What is up, everybody? It is your Commissioner Drew Lamp. I am sitting down tonight solo to do an idea that's been in my head for a little bit that really just would require so, so, so much pre-work to kind of manifest for you guys. So I'm going to be looking at the 2024 trade deadline, where those players moved, who they moved to, if they're still with the team, if they performed, and kind of where they are now. Uh, the 2024 trade deadline was just ridiculous in terms of the sheer number of trades, but also just the talent that we had flying inner division, cross divisions, and even across leagues. Uh, the trade deadline's always been a ton of fun here, but I really, really want to sit down and look at 2024 specifically. So I've looked at a ton of these already, and I'm going to be sharing my opinion, but I'm also going to be basing a lot of this on the numbers that I see. Uh, we're going to be going over the trades leading up to the deadline, including the actual deadline itself. For those of you guys that may not have been here, or for somebody that may have forgotten, uh, the three or four days up to the deadline were just insane. I'm talking we probably had five to ten trades a day up until the deadline where then we had like 20. So I'm going to be starting a few days beforehand when the flurries started. And I guess we'll go from there. Uh, jumping right into it, uh, two of our most trade-happy teams in the history of the league, uh, the Cardinals and the Pirates, get really just buckle up to hear about the Redbirds and the Bucks for half of this. Uh, Zach and Alex just love tossing players around, whether they're MLB starters or their prospects. And I love it. So let's kind of see where they started. Uh, the first trade I got is a fully retained Nico Horner, uh, second baseman that was on the Cardinals. He's moved around a little bit, going to Pittsburgh. Uh, when he went over to Pittsburgh, it doesn't look like he played much at all. He only had eight games, no dingers, only 19 total at-bats. So really not too, too much production from him for a kind of the first trade on our block. Uh, and kind of coming back to this year now, it looks like Nico Horner has been a great, great player uh, just across the board for Pittsburgh. He's batting close to 300, OPS north of 130, about half a war in 20 games. So it's just about like he's their starting second baseman, which is pretty key for a league that's pretty dearth on starting baseman. I've always liked his profile, so pretty high on Nico Horner. Uh, for Zach's troubles, uh, giving up a starting second baseman, he got a reliever, Diego Chiquillo. Chiquillo, I, I can't pronounce that. It was a C-H-I-Q, however you want. Uh, Chiquillo is super interesting. He has all of the stuff in the world, but in 2023, at the back end of the year, after a moderately successful year in high a he tore his rotator cuff for 13 months so this is a flyer pick through and through like off injury reliever young he's a 22 year old lefty flamethrower let's see what he's got he um just skipped every other level in the minors and right now he is actually in the bullpen for St. Louis at 22 years old. My scouts got him at 75 stuff. He's doing okay. He's got 12 strikeouts, 
4.1 ERA. It's too early to really see if a reliever pans out. Uh, another guy that came over is third baseman Alex Mooney. He's still pretty young in the minors. When he moved in 2024, he had a relatively successful minors campaign. Uh, the big thing with this kid is that he's a stud defender through and through. 65 to 70 everywhere across the inner defense. And we don't really have that many guys with that infield defensive ability and even 50 eyes. So uh, someone to watch. Um, and then really the prize here for Zach coming over from Pittsburgh is Jose Vasquez. Jose Vasquez at the time was ranked 243. He's got plus control, average stuff, average average movement, three-pitch mix, below average stamina. He's about right in the middle of the radar gun at 95 to 97. He had a just fantastic year when he came over in single A, and he skipped double A. And here in 2025, after two starts, it looks like he might be the real deal. 115 ERA plus, 3.86 ERA, not bad. Uh, he's doing a-okay, especially as a southpaw. Just the guy to keep the keep your eye on. Uh, the next one, this is I'm gonna have to run through these names pretty quickly. We're gonna have a ton of these, just massive deals. Uh, the Oakland Athletics traded. Uh, Left-handed pitcher Oscar Perez, at the time he was 19 years old, uh, and $3.2 million in cash to the Houston Astros for just a grab bag of prospects. Really, it's it's four guys that were aged 21 or younger, and then a quadruple-A second baseman. Uh, Oscar Perez, specifically, is a just a nobody. So this is pretty much a cash deal for prospects. Uh, the first prospect I'll go over is right-handed pitcher Josh Bruce. There's potential here. Uh, it's got three plus pitches. The movement's ass. Control's okay. Stuff's okay. It's, it's got a pesky changeup. Nothing to note in the minors. It's he's, it's he's a guy. Shortstop John Bejarano. Uh, 19 years old, this guy could be somebody, just has never performed in the minors. I'm talking negative war in 2024, negative war <laughs> just across the board, negative 1.1 war in rookie ball so far. Uh, he's really, defense there is the key. Third baseman, Eli Villapando. It's, once again, he's so young, he's 20 years old right now. He really has... Just no experience to note. Uh, Eli has five total bats in rookie ball. Once again, just a flyer. Catcher, Fernando Caldera. This guy is peculiar because he's got 65 catcher ability. If you guys have noticed, there's really not that many guys across the league with 65 plus catcher ability. Shout out Lino. Uh, but he's performing performed in the minors so far. I'm talking this guy's had 300 plus batting average in A+. And pretty much his, what he's got, like 30 games, give or take, about like 70, 80 at-bats. That's nice to see. And then Pete Nunari was the only guy that really could have any talent, really. Shot in the majors when he was traded. Uh, he played in Oakland, and he just tore the cover off the ball. He was in Houston's AAA team for a while, but he went over. He had a 130 OPS+. Plus. 858 OPS, 1.8 war 
in 58 games and about 200 at-bats. He uh, walked in free agency, it looks like, and now he is actually over in Texas with Tyler, where he is doing just A-OK. He looks like he's there infield depth, which makes sense. He's got 70 range, my scout says, and 45 power. Not a bad guy to have off the bench. He's got 306 average right now, 110 OPS plus. No dingers, five strikeouts. You know, it's we're still early, but it's a good good bench bat. Uh, get used to hearing uh, about some of these just no-name guys. We just had a lot of guys fly off the board. Uh, we had a freeway trade. Guys packed their bags, went from L.A. to L.A. Uh, the Angels sent over Jordan Adams, left fielder, 24 years old at the time, and catcher Nick Cayufo all the way over to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers sent over a southpaw, Blake Walston, well, look into him later, and D.L. Hall, look into him later as well. Uh, let's take a peek at Jordan Adams uh, going from the Angels to the Dodgers. This guy looks like your prototypical fourth outfielder. Looks to be a really great corner in left field. Doesn't really have the arm for right field. Good personality ratings, good eye. But he's got just superstar speed, base running, and he can bunt for a hit. You know, everybody knows how much I love bunting for hits. Uh, and at the Angels Park, he had about 200 at-bats in 2024. Uh, got pulled up for kind of his first real shot. And he had about one war, 800 OPS. Nothing to really scoff at. Seven home runs, so there is some pop in that bat. But a 370 OBP with that speed and that stealing, it's just it's awesome stuff for somebody you want in your leadoff, man. Uh, that's kind of really, really nice to see. Uh, going over to the Dodgers last year, he kind of kept that up. The OBP dropped quite a bit. But he did start stealing bags a little bit more. So in about half as many games, he had just as many stolen bases. Love that. And then this year, he's just dropping a big fat stinker, you know? That's the name of the game now, the park baseball. He's got 162 average. It's not very good to see. 554 OPS. That OBP is a full 100 points below in a comparable amount of at-bats to what he had in 2024. So Jordan Adams going to the Dodgers, not much to say too far. Let's hope he can kind of turn that around. Nick Cayufo, the catcher that went to the Dodgers, uh, just played fantastic in 2024 no matter where he was. If you have plus war as a catcher right now, that's really, really something to keep your eye on. His catcher ERA for the Dodgers also is 4.65, which that's... If you're not batting 210, I'm all in on that. He's actually sitting right now in Oklahoma City in their AAA system, and he is just reincarnated as Johnny Bench right now. His OPS is 1,100. So <laughs> really just a matter of time to see if he's kind of a depth guy in that organization or if he's going to get called up and start. Uh, and really what's the big names going back to the Angels looking to bolster their pitching staff, Blake Walston. Uh, this guy looks sick. Uh, he's got a four-pitch mix, plus stuff, plus control, average movement. Throws 99, killer fastball, great curveball, and an okay slider, an okay changeup. Uh, 2024, he bounced all the way up through the minors from A+, AA to AAA, never having an ERA above 2.9. 
and just really being a superstar pitcher in those minor league systems the entire time. In LA, he had one major league appearance, 6.2 innings in 2024, did not allow a run. And here he is in the show. He's had four starts this season in 2025. Looks to be one of the guys that uh, Owen's potentially building around to bolster that rotation. Uh, And he, it's really early to see, but he's got a 7.8 ERA. The ratios look okay. 1.8 home run per nine, 2.7 walks per nine, 10.6 Ks per nine. So those are nice. And what's killing him really is his BABIP. His BABIP's pretty close to 500. So the ratios are good. It's really just seeing if the defense can kind of come up behind him. And if the ball lands in the right spots. Uh, D.L. Hall was the other pitcher that came over. And D.L. Hall is super interesting because he's another guy with three just plus plus pitches. Great stamina. And he's a ground baller too, which I always love to see. Uh, The super bad news about D.L. Hall is that he uh, sadly is in the ambulance for probably the next full calendar year. He tore his UCL and he's out for 13 months. So it's really down to if he's going to come back from that. Because as a lefty with those three pitches, that could be just insane. Uh, This looks like, to me, an interesting deal for outfield depth for... Uh, just kind of depth at the starting pitching position, two lefties going over to the Angels. And it'll be interesting to see kind of if Adams and Cayufo actually impact an already stunted Dodgers roster. And if Owen has, I don't know, just anybody that can throw the ball this year for a team that's coming into that rebuild. Uh, Astros and Braves, super quick one, looks like another money deal. Uh, Houston Astros trade, second baseman Jose Peraza, uh, really nothing to note there he's a guy uh and 32 year old brandon brennan uh brandon brennan's interesting he's got 75 movement extreme extreme ground ball guy with a sinker slider change up potential uh he sucked uh nothing to note there all the way over to the braves and the Braves traded 23-year-old minor league shortstop Jack Slominski and $3 million in cash. So to me, this looks like it was a uh, just a, a depth for pros- depth for money deal. Because um, Jack Slominski, <laughs> the shortstop the Braves traded, is already retired. So he already hung up his cleats and really the cash just got moved. Um Brennan, like I said, he's the only guy even of note here, but both Peraza and Brennan are free agents, so this trade is, I guess it was just an extra click for me to make. Okay, here's a big one here. Uh, I was super all in when this trade was made. Uh, The Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees. The Yankees, Brian, looking for some financial flexibility, offloaded Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is historically one of the best pitchers in the league. Garrett Cole has accumulated like an absolutely absurd like 20 war since 2020, something close to that. Uh, and he's just an absolute workhorse. 2022, he won the Cy Young at 5.7 war, 248 innings pitched. I don't think he'll ever get to that point again. But when he went over to Atlanta and what was a massive win now move, 
Uh, he went back to his old self, a 4.14 ERA, 14 starts, uh, 1.05 ERA plus. What's interesting is the Atlanta bats weren't really behind him. He only went two and five. And this year he's off to an okay start, uh, 1.9 home run per nine, which is pretty in line with his career average, three walks per nine, which is a little high. And his K's are just hovering around that 10 mark, which would be great to see kind of uh, just one of the true workhorses keep on striking guys out. We know Garrett Cole. Uh, This is really a clear him off the books type guy because he's still got, he's on the books till 2028 at 36 mil a year. Uh, For their trouble, the Yankees got a minor league outfielder, Cal Mitchell, who is currently sitting in AAA. And a kind of a flyer pick on a starting pitcher. Uh, Cal Mitchell actually played a few games in the bigs for both the Braves and the Yankees last year. Not too much to note. Just looks like your average, middle-of-the-road average guy. Nolan Crisp is interesting. Nolan Crisp uh, is 25, so he's kind of at the back end of his young amateur development. But he's got plus stuff, plus movement, plus control across the board. And my scout says he's got 365 pitches, sinker, slider, changeup mix. That could go well with a good infield. And that's a guy that you might be looking at potentially as a five, maybe long reliever type guy. He could make the majors. And that's kind of nice to get even something to offload that Cole contract. Would love to have seen uh, another team maybe also go all in with the budget for Cole, but great fit in Atlanta with a team that already has just a superstar one to five for their rotation. Up next, uh, we're still on day one, folks, by the way, so buckle up. Uh, Up next, the Orioles and Dodgers, two just storied franchises of success and winning. Uh, This was a move to get Mitch Keller in Baltimore. The legend Mitch Keller, the absolute king, the tank commander for the Pirates. Uh, Mitch Keller goes from the West Coast, packs up his bags, heads over to Crab Cake Land, uh, retains 25%. I like it. Mitch Keller, he, we know him. He can eat some innings. 2024, good year for him. 4.51 ERA, selling high on the guy. Goes over to Baltimore in a much heavier hitting environment. Uh, 70 innings pitch, 5.2 ERA. Honestly, I'll take that in Baltimore. That's not that bad. 2025, just, ah, he's been getting knocked around. Uh, his ERA is north of eight. But once again, only a few starts, but I'm happy to see he's still in Baltimore. That guy could really be a four or five for some teams out here in just a crazy division. Uh, For their troubles, the Orioles gave up uh, right-handed pitcher Hayden Irby, Erb, another guy, he's a fly ball pitcher, not going to do very well in uh, kind of that hitter's park. He's got good stuff across the board, like his three-pitch mix. He's 25, so interesting to see if he can kind of develop the rest of it. And Lamar Sparks. Uh, Lamar Sparks is still in the Dodger system. He just really, this is a guy that's just not getting many at-bats. Looks like he's just below average across the board, kind of a A-plus, double-A roster spot filler type guy. 
Uh, to give you guys some numbers here, he has 46 at-bats between 2024 and 2025, so not much to note. Hayden Irby uh, actually got turned around and flipped over to the Angels uh, a few days later at this deadline. So we'll be revisiting kind of what Owen gave up to get that kid. Up next, another trade between Pittsburgh and the A's. This is the most active I think the A's have been in the history of the league other than kind of a few big name deals at the start of our dynasty. They were just moving guys left and right. Uh, Alex, the pipeline pest, uh, moved a bunch of young guys, uh, just a bunch of young guys for what looks to be cash. Alex said, give me money from the notoriously rich organization, Oakland. Uh, they gave up a 22-year-old starting pitcher. He was not ranked at the time. Right-handed pitcher, Carlos Perez. Uh, I love Perez. Perez looks fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Perez has got three plus-plus pitches. Good stuff, good movement, below average control, ground baller. Great year in AAA, both in Pittsburgh and in Oakland. And here he is in 2025 in the majors. Uh, he's got four starts. His ERA plus is 140. He's only got one home run per nine, one walk per nine, six Ks per nine, and he's pitched 24 innings and in four starts. So awesome ground baller. Love the move, getting him up into the bigs. Uh, Thomas Wilhite is another guy that came over to Oakland. A less exciting prospect. He's got the pitches, but he's 24 and kind of the ratings aren't there. His bread and butter pitch is a fastball that's not really that fast, 93 to 95. I, not much to say there for that kid. Catcher Jefferson Caro. Uh, you know, catchers are always nice. He's tearing the cover off the ball in 2025. 2024, he had like 100 at-bats. Uh, not about 180. I didn't see that rookie ball there. He kind of tore up through the minors, actually. Uh, and he's doing a okay This year, he's got 20 at-bats. He's got a 900 OPS. Maybe a little bit overmatched there uh, in high A. So we'll see if he kind of go up any further. Uh, it's Catchers are always really just important to see in farms. And it'll be interesting to see if... Two pitchers with some upside and an organizational depth depth catcher for cash kind of works out for both teams. I like it for Oakland because they get the depth they need and they have a starting pitcher. And I like it for Pittsburgh as a fellow small market team, uh, kind of just selling where you got for cash. Uh, I'm all in on that because I do the exact same thing. Uh, another trade out in our NL we have the Braves and Cardinals flipping guys. This is uh, kind of what I call the Dakota Hudson deal. Dakota Hudson uh, leaving St. Louis, a longtime pitcher there. Uh, I love it. This guy's just one of those inning eater types, ground baller, throws slow, good stuff. Dakota Hudson's been pretty reliable to get you anywhere between like a 3.5 ERA and a 4.5 ERA get you anywhere between 180 and 215 innings. There's there's just so much value to that. The big thing with Hudson though is that he signed till 2028 with two team options for 14 mil a year. So this is at least a two more year commitment and then potentially you have him for up until his like age 34 season. 
he goes over to Atlanta, bolsters their already insane rotation at the time, and kind of slots into a nice number five spot. He pitches his brains off in both St. Louis and Atlanta last year. 3.2 ERA in St. Louis, 3.54 in Atlanta. Pitches in some playoff games. He's good. I like Hudson. Uh, and going to the St. Louis farm is a grab bag of prospects, mostly flyers. 19-year-old Dave Scott turned 20 now. Uh, not too much to write home about. He's got good stuff potential, great curveball potential. Uh, he's still in rookie ball. It'll be interesting to kind of see where he goes and if he can kind of put that curveball to use and kind of really elevate that stuff. Uh, first baseman Mike Montiel. Love this profile. Oh my goodness. My scout's got 65 contact, 55 gap, 40 home run power, 80 avoid Ks, 30 I. This guy hates two things and it's walking and it's striking out. So he'll get the bat on the ball. He's a line drive hitter. So hopefully that'll help his average a little bit. He's only 18 so it's really looking to see if he can put that muscle on as he grows and see if some of that power develops i love 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 the profile um and talking about those high contact gap avoid k profiles seems like zach likes them too because he got what looks to be a a potential corner outfielder or even center fielder in chris son uh chris son has got a great profile he's got 70 range which, in my opinion, is the just minimum to play center field. Uh, he's got 75 speed, which everybody knows. Come on, guys. We, we already know what we think about speed here. Uh, but he's got 55 contact potential, 70 avoid K potential, 40 uh, I, 45 home run power. OSA has got him a little bit better than my scout. Uh, that's potential to play a corner outfield spot. I like it. Uh, between that, Dave Scott Flyer, Mike Montiel, and Chris Son, uh, it's great to kind of see that be a trade for what I think to be a number three in Dakota Hudson. Great deal for Atlanta and St. Louis. Uh, Zach's been able to compete while kind of retooling his team, and Danny kind of gets to go all in during this championship window he's got. Uh, the Padres and Yankees, uh, this looks like a deal kind of to... It's a, it's a pitcher for a pitcher deal. Uh, the Padres traded right-handed pitcher Daniel Espino. Uh, Espino was kind of a big deal to me at the time. Uh, he gets traded for Archie Bradley. Archie Bradley uh, is one of those guys that has, has the ratings, but he doesn't have the stats. So he's got good ratings across the board, good three-pitch mix as a reliever, but you just can't couldn't do it in New York and in 2024 couldn't do it in San Diego. Um, and afterwards he got released and he got sent back out to the world where he is currently pitching in Atlanta. He's having an okay time in Atlanta, 3.12, uh, ERA and in eight innings. Not bad. Daniel Espino, uh, is just, just fantastic. Uh, Espino is a just superstar when it comes to his stuff and his four-pitch mix. And it'll be really, really interesting. He's only 24 to see if he can put it together and actually get the stats. 
uh, Espino pitched quite a bit for the Yankees in 2024. Uh, he had 40 innings and just really okay stuff. 4.6 ERA. This year he's starting in AAA. I'll be really, really, really interested to see if that kind of manifests itself in a call-up. Uh, these two guys were looped into a much, much, much larger <laughs> deal. Uh, actually, no, I'm completely lying. Uh, it's just, it's kind of crazy seeing where these guys frame into the bigger picture on these deadline deals. These guys kind of went straight up, it looks like. Uh, uh, Bradley for Espino. Um, Espino really genuinely looks like the real deal. I would, I would move, move a lot of talent for a guy like that. Uh, and it looks like Archie Bradley, uh, was a one and done in San Diego. So interesting to kind of see where he'll go. I think that mostly looks like a deal for Brian to get Bradley just out of, out of San Diego. Um, I'll add Espino to a short list. <laughs> I, I, that's a nice profile. Up next, uh, the ever-present, ever-moving Dan and the ever-trading Zach. Phillies and Cardinals making a deal. Uh, this is going to be our first trade that went through on T-2 to D-Day. Uh, the Phillies moved a just uh, a bunch of guys for another one of the Cardinals starting pitchers, Chris Paddock. Chris Paddock, uh, great control, good stuff. My scout says he's got a Bugs Bunny goofy hook changeup, a 70-70 fastball, good ratings, good pitches, not much to really hate about this guy except that contract. Uh, it looks like uh, he's been extended to stay in Philadelphia for about $12 million a year. So originally at the deadline, he was a fully retained rental uh, going to Philadelphia. So just a win-now move for Dan in Paddock's 28th season. Liked what he saw, kept him around. He had a 4.52 ERA and about 60 innings pitched in Philly, 4.6 ERA in St. Louis. So looks to me that's what you're going to get from him. Still in Philly. Just, we got to see more time. He's got about a six and a half ERA and only 20 innings pitched in five games. So be interesting to see if he can turn that around. Let's see kind of what St. Louis got. Zach was really retooling this farm this deadline. He got a 19-year-old pitcher, Ernie Labrizzi. Uh, Labrizzi's got the stamina. He's got the pitching potential. He does not have the stats. Uh, 2024, it looks like he pitched about... That's, I'll say 75 innings to be generous. Uh, and just the ERA has bounced around between 4 and 8. Looks like that's probably a mid-5 ERA in rookie ball. Still young. We'll see. You also got an outfielder, Owen Cassie. Owen Cassie is interesting because he's really young, but he's already made it to AAA. He's only 22. 60 contact potential, 60 avoid case potential. That's really kind of like your Kyle Isabel profile where everything else is 50 and you're just hoping that they're a good defender and they'll net you two to three war as 
a major leaguer. He does have potential to make the bigs. Not really an all-star type unless we see some really outgoing stuff there in AAA. Uh, the oldest guy of the bunch that came over was Danny DeShane, another pitcher. DeShane is pretty much 50s across the board. His bread and butter stuff is a plus cutter and a plus spitter and a forkball. This guy's got just junk ball special, huh? Cutter, splitter, forkball? Good personality, so good work ethic, good intel. Uh, those help with the development to kind of reach those potentials and maybe exceed them uh, for some of our newer guys. And he pitched 2024 just entirely in A+, and just did great. Uh, his ratios were kind of where I want them. For a young in, uh, less than one home run per nine, around three walks per nine, and north of six strikeouts per nine. I think with those pitches, you'll probably see that stuff go up quite a bit. Uh, especially with him already throwing 96 to 98. So between two fastballs and a junk ball pitch, I think he'll probably end up being at least a triple A guy. Uh, he might be one of those quadruple A types where he floats back and forth. I like the profile. I like the move between both teams. Phillies go in more, uh, and Zach continues to retool. Uh, we got another deal here, uh, which is super quick. I love these quick ones. Uh, I wanted to welcome Jake for our first his first trade deadline. And I don't know if, I guess we just never told him the memo, don't trade with Boston. Because the Giants and Boston made a trade where Boston gets first baseman Travis Blankenhorn, who, on any other team, <laughs> Travis Blankenhorn is a starting first baseman. Travis Blankenhorn has... It's essentially Nick Castellanos. He's Nick Castellanos, but he can field and run. Like, <laughs> Travis Blankenhorn should be starting in the bigs. If you need a first baseman, hop in the Tyler's DMs, but I beg of you, don't give him a top 100. Somehow, he'll pull it off. He will. You're going to trade him a dud 20 out of 20, one-star prospect, and he'll turn into a top 100. I don't know how he does it. Travis Blankenhorn is good. He is ended last year as a depth bat for Boston. He only had 80 plate appearances and 800 OPS. In San Francisco, this guy was mashing like an 862 OPS in a park that really just has massive gaps and is not conducive to power hitters. So this year, he's in AAA. <laughs> Travis Blankenhorn's in AAA. He's a 100 OPS hitter there. He's he's good enough to be starting. Uh, Jake got two guys back, uh, both 19-year-olds at the time. Leo Pena, a center fielder, and mostly like a, a depth bat, absolute maximum, maybe a fourth outfielder. I like that he already has fully developed gap power, and I like that he can run. He's got 60 defense everywhere. You know, he's young. Uh, there's definitely something to be said there about a guy with that profile that young. Let's see if he'll meticulate anything. And uh, Rolando Cortez, or Roland Cor Corliss. Wow, I butchered that one, huh? Roland Corliss looks to be the much better player of the two. 65 control potential, 50 stuff potential, 35 movement potential, but in in, in that park, who who cares? It's, it's San Francisco. Nobody hits home runs there. Uh, and he did great in 2024 in rookie ball, literally a 
give or take ERA between the two teams. He's only got about 25 innings pitched, but he's young, and I, I like it. I like the deal, but, oh my god, Boston... Boston at the time was 68-27. and 27. Like, Tyler! How do you keep getting better? Uh, moving on. Uh, Artie. I love the guy. I love him so much. Uh, he... He and I both hate Alex Verdugo in real life, and I'm happy to see that neither of us are pained with Alex Verdugo on our teams anymore. Uh, Artie traded Verdugo in his contract year uh, to Arizona. Uh, Verdugo has been just a, a solid overall player, uh, pretty much ranging anywhere between three and f- three and five WAR really. Uh, kind of in our in our dynasty, which is, is nice. It's really really good to have that in a corner outfield spot, especially in left field where we just we just don't have talent. If you hit three hundred in left field, you're like a five WAR player. Uh, and and you went to Verdugo going to Arizona. It's really the Verdugo trade. Uh, Gamma not scared to move talent. Uh, gave up a left fielder, uh, Jose Ledesma, a super young kid. He was nineteen at the time of the deal. Not much to note in terms of performance in the minors right now, uh, but something to note is that his his batting potentials it, it's real. Uh, he's got some real potential there. Uh, Sixty home run power, fifty five avoid Ks, forty five contact. We don't have many guys that have sixty home run potential and fifty five avoid Ks just across the board. If that contact gets the fifty, Ledesma could be not just a good player; he could be a great player. Uh, Sam Grace, who's a 25-year-old starting pitcher right now, uh, looks to be a guy that could break into the majors. Uh, he's got across the board good ratings, plus pitches across the board, throws 92 to 94. Uh, he's tearing up AAA this year. He's only at a 2.7 ERA, uh, 13 innings pitch, not bad. And at the back end of last year, uh, he made it to AAA, 18 innings pitched, but the va- vast majority of his performance was in AA, where he had a 3.4 ERA and 104 innings pitched. So he's got some talent. I I like that right-handed pitcher, Sam Grace there. And then what I think to be the prize of the deal is a first baseman, uh, Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty is, uh, it looks like Gavin Sheets in, in Chicago on the White Sox. He's got good contact plus slugging and patience across the board. And he's just a plus defender. Uh, he did did make an appearance in the show for what looks to be a bench roll, kind of pinch hit type, last year. Nothing to note. He didn't even get a hit. Uh, but in 2024, the vast majority of his performance, the entirety of it, was in AAA, where this dude just mashed. We're talking uh, 17 home runs, like 70 RBIs, uh, 300 average, 850 OPS, just awesome stuff. This year, he's in AAA, and he... He's not messing around. This guy is... He's here to hit the ball. Uh, He's got a one-dot OPS. It's not really an if. It's really a matter of when Brett Beatty gets called up to Cleveland. Kind of seeing what can go on there. And then uh, the man, the myth, the legend. The final piece going over for Verdugo. uh, is left-handed pitcher, Madison Bumgarner. I love Bumgarner. I love him in real life. I love that he's just like an 80-80 stamina pitcher and out of the park, and he always sucks. He just always sucks in out-of-the-park baseball. It's so funny. Uh, 
He did okay in 2024 and 2023 at a 5.02 ERA. Talk about consistency. Goes over to Cleveland. He sucks. 8.2 ERA. Just, just absolutely sucked. This guy had negative .9 war in 2024, and he just said, "You know what? I'm done." And he hung up, hung up his cleats, and retired. This really, I think, already knowing him the way I do, I'm guessing he literally was like, "Okay, Ledesma, Grace, Beatty sounds good." He gets a top 100 prospect in Grace, gets a top 150 prospect in Beatty, giving up a premier left field rental for Gammon to make a playoff run. Hey, what? Throw in Bumgarner. I like it. It sounds to me like a good trade. I would have done something similar. Verdugo, however, walks in free agency. So Verdugo now is currently the starting left fielder up in the Bronx for the Yankees. Uh, he's doing pretty well. He's just keeping up to what he's got. It's like a 300 average, 700, 750 OPS. It's probably going to end up a three to four war player plus defense. Like we know what Verdugo does. Uh, he signed a massive, massive contract, uh, like a massive, massive deal. Seven years for like 25 AAV. So this is one of the bigger deals, but as the Yankees, they can kind of afford that right now. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if how long he performs that going into his 30s and where those prospects end up. Uh, moving on to the next trade, another one for Jake in his first trade deadline week, and one trade from a uh, from Toronto, our Toronto. GM that was previously with us has now left. So DK, if you're listening, this is what your team, what your team did last year at the deadline when everything gets hot and spicy. Uh, the Blue Jays traded just a grab bag of guys. God, we had like just a bunch of ten player deals. I think that's what made this so fun. Uh, Jack Selinger, starting pitcher, 24 year old. This kid's the real deal. <laughs> I hate to say it. Jack Selinger is the real deal. He's plus ratings across the board he's performed in the minors he's a lefty he's still in the minors in san francisco jake's kept held on to him he's 25 but oh man he's gonna be really good i love him i love him i love him in that big park uh first baseman daniel espino it's it's not not too much to say there uh, he's 19, so we'll see if he can kind of put it together. What is nice is that 20 years old currently, left-handed bat, 50 power potential, 50 power potential maxed out, so maybe that can go up a little bit. 19-year-old Arturo Peralta. Oh, baby, what a profile. Fantastic changeup, good fastball, good slider. Interesting to note here is that Jake picked him up as a ground baller. Uh, 2024, he pitched fantastic just across the board uh, in rookie ball. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes or if he stays in rookie ball in his age 20 season. Uh, ground ballers typically don't go to San Fran. Uh, with that big park, the fly ballers are normally what you see. But those ratings are undeniable. He's already got 50 movement too. Uh, and the last guy that Toronto gave up was second baseman Luis Espinoza. Uh, Espinoza, super young as well. He's only 19. Uh, great speedster. I'm uh, not really sure where he ends up long-term. 
his arm's really weak, so he might be a second baseman, might be like one of those first base, second base types. Good bat. I like it. He's a speedster. He's got 50 home run power potential, 60 avoid Ks. He's got some pop in the gap. Not bad. Uh, so that gra- those grab bag of guys all go to San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco gives up just a combo of major league talent. So at the time, Toronto was kind of competing for a wild card position, whereas San Francisco uh, was not. The West Coast and the NL teams kind of just are just hyper competitive. Uh, they gave up Tyler Maley or Molly, whatever you want to call him. Who's good? I like Tyler Malley. Uh, he's, he's a little old for my liking. He was 29 at the time of the deal. But he's got a plus fastball, 65 potential. Great slider, great changeup. The classic Mitch. Mix, fantastic stamina. Plus stuff, plus control. Good movement. He's probably a number four or number five on most teams. He's also retained half. So that super high salaries at 15 mil AAV. Uh, Toronto's only paying about seven. So... Not bad there, uh, burning some money, getting them out of San Fran as well. Uh, they also moved right-handed pitcher, 34-year-old Scott Oberg. Uh, Oberg is good. Oberg is good. Oberg is a good reliever, guys. Oh, man. Uh, sinker, slider, changeup, ground baller through and through. Just great ratings. Uh, but not only does he have the ratings, guys, he's got he's got the stats. Went to Toronto, pitched his mind off. 2.7 ERA, 200, 196 ERA plus, and just a really, really great player. Uh, the sad news is Oberg uh, left in free agency and went over to Cleveland where he's just putting together a great start to the year. 1.42 ERA and 12 innings pitched. Fantastic stuff. Uh, and the final thing San Francisco gave up for that grab bag uh, was $1.5 million in cash. So this really was a let's get rid of some of these big contract guys and some talent and get some prospects in return. So interesting deal. I think those prospects are going to end up outweighing the overall major league return Toronto got, uh, especially with Jack Selinger, uh, the 24-year-old lefty who's at the time was a top 100 guy. Uh, it really looks like he's the prize. It'll just be interesting to see when he makes it. Uh, up next, we're almost done with our lead up to trade deadline day. Another deal for the Yankees and another deal for the Pirates. Stop me if you've heard uh, those two teams before. Another like seven player deal. Oh my goodness. Uh goodness oh wow i'm reviewing this now alex was throwing names Woo! wait till you guys hear these prospect rankings oh my goodness so this is probably one of the biggest blockbusters that we've we had last year um and really the prize of it was alex going all in and competing and we saw that that worked we he got to the world series he went toe-to-toe with just the dynasty in our sim that is Tyler in Boston. And he went all in moving a bunch of prospects. And what he got from New York was starting pitcher Albert Abreu. Albert Abreu. I'm not going to mince words here. Uh, Albert Abreu 
should win the Cy Young Award this year. Uh, I'm sorry, Asa Lacey, I love you. I'm sorry, Mackenzie Gore, I love you. My scout says this guy's got 80 stuff, 60 movement, 55 control. Uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five plus-plus pitches, including an 80 out of 80 curveball. This is the dream pitching profile. Like, this is as good as it gets when it comes to a starting pitcher. It's That's unbelievable talent. Uh, he goes to Pittsburgh 100% retained. Uh, Severino, who was in his contract year, uh, kind of rebuilding back from uh, being a starting pitcher. He's really been a swingman the past few years, floating between the two. Uh, 2024 in New York, he was a starter. Fantastic. Just great ratings across the board. Probably a number two in terms of his stats. Goes to Pittsburgh, becomes just a shut-down stopper, uh, high-leverage high type guy, and was worth every single penny during that playoff run. He was pitching every other game. Probably had like 20 innings pitched in the playoffs, which a guy like that's super, super valuable. And then the last guy that went over to Pittsburgh, uh, just a throw-in, uh, 19-year-old Jordan Gonzalez. 19-year-old Jordan Gonzalez does not have the stuff movement or control potential, but he does have a fastball, curveball, change-up mix like we all know and love. 80 out of 80 stamina. We'll see where that goes. He's a kid. He's fresh out of high school, plucked him out of a cafeteria, hope his chemistry classes went well. Uh, he's kind of like the flyer. Alex is probably like, hey, I need a prospect back if I'm moving these guys. And that great guy, Brian, in New York, tossed in 500 grand uh, so that way Alex could have a bank. Oh, let's look at some of these names. Oh, my goodness. So, Alex gave up not... I'm not going to even bury the lead here. Alex gave up four top 500 pitching prospects, all aged anywhere between 21 to 23, all ranked top 250 or higher. So you want to talk about what the cost is for an ace or a number two? That's your price. Uh, really, this deal is Albert Abreu, one year of Luis Severino, and 500, 500K. So it looks like the price for Abreu was three of these guys. And the fourth one got Alex, uh, a setup closer guy for a playoff run. Highest rated at the time, number 23, uh, Andrew Lara. Andrew Lara is fantastic. Oh my goodness, he's fantastic. He was in the pen in Pittsburgh, just a super crowded team when it comes to talent. He's was 21 at the time of the deal. Uh, he goes in New York, swings between the pen and starting, and in 2024 in New York, puts up great numbers. Uh, in a bullpen or a pinball park of Yankee Stadium, only has one home run per nine inning, 3.7 walks per nine, not terrible, uh, and almost 10 Ks per nine, a 134 OPS plus with a 323 BABIP. Uh, he's got three great pitches, good stamina, good stuff, good movement. I love the kid. Uh, he's probably a at full development in a year or two, probably a number three. Love that for a New York who's kind of cash-strapped right now, and it works super well with them offloading Cole. Uh, next up, number 48 overall, uh, another pitcher, Alejandro Rosario. Everything I just said about the last kid, just add it here. Rosario is your prototypical flamethrower. 
Uh, we're talking about a guy with 70 stuff, 50 movement, 50 control. Throws 101. Good stamina. 75 out of 75 fastball. Slider, splitter, mix. I would like it if instead of that splitter, he had something off speed. Maybe a curveball or a changeup. But I'm still fine with those three. Those three pitches are fantastic. Uh, looks like he's been used as an actual starting pitcher this year. So he's made it up to the bigs after bouncing around AAA last year and just succeeding so well. Uh, three starts, about 16 innings pitched, an ERA under six. He's still young, Babips north of 360. Worst case scenario, we're talking about a guy that has set up potential, um, which is awesome. Best case scenario, we're talking about a number three or four and with a guy that's going to strike out 12 per nine. Uh, Next starting pitcher on here that went to New York, number 197 at the time, Fraudy Maldonado. A little bit of a change of speed. The stuff's not there. The movement and control still are. Still throws 100. Like, Alex is just feeding these guys nothing but but heat. Uh, Three pitches, fastball, slider, changeup mix. That's the mix I like for a flamethrower like this. He's in AAA in Scranton for New York still. He's doing pretty well, 3.78 ERA. Bounced around double A in 2024. Didn't quite put it together, but it looks like he'll be able to do that in triple A this year. So keep an eye on Fraudy Maldonado to see if he can break into the bigs this year because it looks like his stuff, control, and movement are already major league ready, but those final pitches might not be. The final pitcher, starting pitcher Antoine Harris. Uh... It's just a copy and paste for these profiles. (laughs) Good stuff, good movement, good control. Fastball, curveball, slider, mix, 95 to 97. What this guy lacks in terms of the ratings, he has in the stats. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets kind of a boost there from our scouts if it gets better. Uh, In Scranton, since he's come over, he's pitched about 65 innings and his ERA's plummeting closer and closer to three so that's one of those guys where yeah the three guys before him have the ratings but this guy's got the stats so between the kind of the talent that new york gave up and a true superstar ace and albert abreu who's probably aging in his prime right now a rental in severino and a grab bag guy I love, love, love this deal for both teams. Uh, The Yankees were historically bad last year, and the Pirates probably had the best season in the history of their entire franchise, thanks to the Pipeline Pest and all of his moves and talent. I love it. I think this deal's fantastic. I I don't know how it came together, but kudos to both teams. Uh, Up next, this is just T down to four until we actually get to deadline day. Uh, we have the Giants and the A's. We got a little little trade here on the Bay, huh? What do we think about that? Northern California, huh? It's nice. Shout out to Baltimore Brian. I, I think I think you're a real-life Giants fan. I'm not, not really sure. I forget. Uh, San Francisco Giants. They trade 21-year-old minor leaguer, center field Jose De La Valle. De La Valle, uh, I guess his calling card is he has 65 range. Great speed. Really looks like one of those slap single, slap double type of guys. Uh, And 19-year-old minor league pitcher, Rodrigo... I'm not even going to try this. Rodrigo Altamarino? Uh, 
Alta Marino. That's why I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with that. Uh, Alta Marino, five pitch mix. You guys know I love my junk ballers. Love five pitches. This guy throws sinker, cutter, curveball, changeup, splitter. Literally just nothing of note. Just <laughs> his good pitches are a cutter and a splitter. 55 stuff potential, below average, pretty much everything else. He does have some good rookie ball stats, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he makes the jump to A this year or even A minus. Uh, they both go across the pond or across the bay, I don't know what they say out there, to Oakland for a 34-year-old shortstop. Atlanta Brave legend, Jose Iglesias. Uh, Jose Iglesias is one of the few players, in my opinion, in the league that can actually start and be successful at shortstop. Uh, he has just fantastic defensive ratings. Uh, his contact's 50 out of 50, his gap power's 50 out of 50, and he doesn't strike out. Uh, the big problem with him, though, is that he's a ground ball hitter. So when you see these good defensive guys, contact, gap, void K guys... Uh, you expect a lot of double play stuff. Expect really low OBP or like an OBP that's pretty close to their average. Uh, in Oakland, in that just massive doubles park, he posted pretty great numbers. Uh, an OPS 700, which for a defensive middle infielder, I'll take. And San Francisco, he just couldn't replicate that. But he's not there really to hit. He's there for defense. Uh, to give you guys an idea like how stalwart of a defender this guy is, in 2024... Uh, between the teams, it looks like he had about six zone rating, which is, I'll take that in the middle infield spot. And across his career, he's pretty much penciled in for anywhere between three and four at shortstop, which is, if you're not a minus defender at shortstop, you, you can play the position. I'm set with that there. Uh, so I like this deal. It's two prospects for a, for a defensive middle infielder. Uh, Glacius is still on San Francisco and De La Valley is still in Oakland in the farm. Um, I, I do have to apologize though. I kind of buried the lead that super long winded, uh, Abreu Severino trade for the grab bag, superstar, super high prospects between the Yankees and Pittsburgh. One of my favorite things about that trade specifically was that it mirrors real life. Uh, in real life, the Yankees traded Araldis Chapman, uh, when he was really good over to the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago Cubs won a world series with him as their closer. And then, uh, when Chapman hit free agency, he re-signed with the Yankees. Severino gets traded over to Pittsburgh, has the, the playoff run, makes it to the world series, is pitching in super high leverage games, hits free agency, and he signs with, <laughs> with the Yankees where he's a starter again and he's looks to be a premier pitcher for for the Bombers I sorry I just had to point that one out I love that it's, it's great and now we are T-minus one day to the deadline uh, we have th just three trades kind of talk about here uh Yankees, who are super active, we've already heard, uh, and the Diamondbacks uh, trading some major league talent. Ooh, you never see that. Diamondbacks traded Chris Bryant, who's had had himself a nifty little career here in the league, uh, just bouncing around between team to team to team, never really 
being a superstar, but he catches heat every now and then, gets like a 120 OPS. I like him. Chris Bryant's a nifty guy. He can play play three positions, third, left, right. You don't find that very often. But he does have come with come with an odd contract. He's got some money that comes with him. It's 10, 13, 14 mil this next and the year after. So you got to pay the guy. That's, that's what you get for a 32-year-old. Uh, Arizona trades Bryant. They trade an 18-year-old uh, minor league. Looks like a util junk guy. Like can't really play any position too good. Maybe a left fielder, DH type. I don't know. He doesn't have an arm. Can't field like at all. It's, it's it'll be interesting where he goes. Eddie Zambrano is his name. If you have not looked at Eddie Zambrano's profile. I beg of you to look at it. He's not ranked in the pipeline at the time, but he's got 75 power potential. We only have like six of those guys across the league, and one of them is an 18, 19-year-old in the Yankee farm now. And what makes him so funny is he can't hit the ball. He has no avoid case. He's going to strike out 100, like 180 times a year. His potential is only 45. Doesn't have an eye. He's swinging at everything. Maximum potential there is 30. His gap potential is 35. Dude does not know how to hit a double or a triple to save his own life. And his contact potential is 40. His contact potential is 40. I don't... We're talking about a guy... Eddie Zambrano is not a three-outcome hitter. He's a two-outcome hitter. This is strikeout on three pitches or a home run on pitch 201. So, I love it. It's a, it's a flyer. And the Yankees give up a guy with an extremely similar profile to Bryant and Carlos Correa. Uh, Carlos Correa is another guy who's carved out a pretty nifty career here in the league. Uh, starting off in Houston, getting offloaded to the Dodgers, had a nice little career there. Goes to the Yankees uh, in his free agency, signs just a massive deal, has a couple of great years, and now he's over in the desert in Arizona. Uh, and he's he's good. Correa's good. He's a good third baseman. He's got the tools and the profile for it. Uh, I like Correa. Uh, the big thing is he comes with a pretty hefty price tag at $21 million a year. But he's got $20 million a year this year, and he's got two $5 million buyouts for 2026 and 2027. So I know Gammon loves to make moves. It'll be interesting to see if Correa kind of stays on the team and where he kind of fits into that picture long term. Uh, I It's... To me, this is Chris Bryant for a better player. It's a few years younger. Here, have the craziest lottery pick power guy of all time. Uh, it's an interesting deal. I think it's quirky. Uh, another trade. We got a trade here between the Bryants. Bryant in San Diego and Bryant in Baltimore. My goodness, there's just a ton of names on this one. Uh, I, guess, I guess you could really boil this one down to... This is really a trade for Adelberto Mondesi, who is, I'm not going to mince words, uh, at the time of the deal was a premier shortstop. Uh, Adelberto Mondesi is is very good, or was very, very good in 2024. Uh, Baltimore trades Mondesi straight up, uh, just, he's in the middle of a contract that he actually signed with me, where he's about 13, 14 mil a year, uh, and for a plus defender, and a two to three war shortstop. That's that's a that's a bargain. Uh, Alberto Mondesi moves uh, and his contract moves. 
And Darwin's in Hernandez moves from Baltimore all the way out to San Diego. Uh, Darwin's in Hernandez. I, what do you call this guy? 80 stuff, 60 movement, 25 control, 75 fastball, 80 curveball, changeup that's still developing. I mean, in 2024 in Baltimore, he was in the pen and he was striking out a nine and a half per nine walking close to five per nine era five and a half gets off over to the san diego is era four and a half but now he's striking out 15.8 like <laughs> i don't know i guess it's a strikeout or bust type guy i don't want a pitching high leverage but as a lefty at a flamethrower like that he's probably a really good loogie like left-handed one out type of guy or maybe a middle reliever he's quirky i got a guy like that in my farm it's it's cool uh, and going to Baltimore, coming from San Diego was left fielder, 31 year old Jerickson Profar. Uh, Jerickson Profar sucks. He's a bum. Uh, he didn't even last in Baltimore. He hit like 170, got released. See ya. Uh, he's still a free agent if you want Jerickson Profar in your triple A. Six feet tall, so shouts out to him. Uh, catcher Johnny Deisler. Uh, looks to be a lottery catcher. He's got 45 contact, 55 power, 65 avoid Ks. Nothing really to talk about there other than his age. Uh, he's not, wasn't ranked at the time or anything. But then the two guys that are kind of the note for this, for Adalberto Mondesi is a center fielder, uh, Rogelio Trillo. Rogelio Trillo, if these ratings all develop, uh, will be, will be an everyday left or center fielder for Baltimore. Uh, 65 contact potential, 50 home run power, 75 avoid Ks, 50 I, 65 outfield range, 70 speed. Uh, that We're talking about a guy at 20 years old. Uh, in the minors, he's going to be an excellent center fielder. And if his error and arm develop too, he'll be a, a stellar, stellar, stellar center fielder in the bigs. Uh, at the time of the move, he was ranked 140. So I, I hope, I hope for Baltimore Bryant's case, he develops. Uh, it looks to be a really, really good player. Uh, and Case Williams uh, goes over to Baltimore. Case Williams uh, was originally part of some other controversies and a few other trades, <laughs> to say the least. Um, Case Williams gets tossed around in every big name controversial, controversial trade that we get. Uh, he was traded to Philadelphia for JT Real Muto, and he was traded from Philadelphia for Fernando Tatis, and now he's traded to Baltimore, and Case Williams just should never unpack his bags. Uh, I like Case Williams a lot. Uh, he's an extreme fly ball profile, so I don't know how he'll fare in Baltimore, but he's got three plus pitches. He throws 98 plus stuff. I think a guy like that in like Oakland or in Kansas City or in San Francisco, we're talking about a guy that's a number four or number five. Baltimore, maybe a two or th not even, like maybe, he's not a two. I don't know why I said that. He's maybe a reliever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he hits those potentials and if he can kind of put it together there. Uh, and then the final guy, us, uh, kind of looks like a fill-in reliever um, going from, from San Diego to Baltimore is just... Brett Conone, Conine, is nothing really to say here. Uh, in AAA and in San Diego, he was good. Uh, but in 2024, when he went over to Baltimore, he sucked. 
15, like a five ERA, 14 innings, giving up pretty much an earned run every other inning. And then this year, he's got a six ERA, giving up an earned run almost every inning. Talking about a long relief, low leverage type of guy. Really, this trade is Adalberto Mondesi and Darwin's and Hernandez, uh, shortstop relief pitcher for uh, Rodrigo Trillo and Case Williams to me. Um, I like it for both teams. I think uh, getting a shortstop and locking down the position for the next three or four years, that's worth a top 100 prospect or two to me. Um, and then I think the prospects going to Baltimore are good. Uh, just helping Brian churn some of those players in a smaller market. Uh, okay, boys. We've made it final, final trade before deadline itself. Uh, it's been a fun run getting here. Uh, you guys can probably see why now I want to talk about a lot of these trades leading up to the deadline because we had some crazy names. And we have a trade between Josh Washington and the Nationals and Zach and the Cardinals, two of our 2020 OGs. Uh, Josh, up until this day, was not very active, but he was trying to move a ton of guys. And he, he did. He was able to move some guys. This is a really interesting deal, too. Um, just kind of at the state where both teams are. The Nationals, every year, have always always competed kind of for that first or second wild card slot. really helps kind of having Soto and just Josh has made some good moves kind of restructuring the team to make sure that they're competing even as some of their veterans age out. And as money get, becomes more and more available, I expect to see that again. The Cardinals, we all know, Zach's, Zach's fantastic. He's done really, really good making a lot of trades, really retooling the Cardinals. Uh, never forget Cardinal legend Giancarlo Stanton. Just got to show it out there. But these two guys traded uh, major, league, major league pitching for prospects. Uh, so... Washington went in and got went out and got a pitcher. So all those pitchers that the Cardinals were just kind of tossing around, uh, they also offloaded Sonny Gray. And Sonny Gray is one of those guys where the age is the biggest concern because the ratings are still here. The stamina is still there. The velocity is still throwing 95. And St. Louis, this guy was pitching out of his mind. 155 OPS plus. 276 ERA and 114 innings. Goes to Washington, sucks, 6.7 ERA. That's, that's, that's out of the park baseball. But this year, it looks like he's bounced back. Uh, 25 innings pitched and four starts. If you can do the math on that, that's a little less than, or a little more than six starts per, or six innings per start. I love that. Love my ground ball, guys. Sonny Gray gets retained 5% in his just massive $20 million a year salary. So he moves uh, out of St. Louis and with him goes $5 million in cold, hard cash. Uh, and for their troubles, uh, Washington trades just a grab bag of starting pitchers and an outfielder. Uh, this is headlined by starting pitcher Andre Duplantier, Andre Duplantier at the time was ranked. Uh, he was 146. Uh, he's one of those guys where I think the potential is more interesting than what he's kind of done statistically. Uh, the potential is three fastball, curveball, changeup, classic mix, uh, average stats or average ratings across the board. This year he's pitching in AAA and he seems to have put it together and found something there where he only has a three ERA and 20 innings. So that's nice to see. Brandon Nemley, 
not too much to know, just above average pitches, average ratings. Uh, he's in double A right now. Last year in A minus, stats were okay. Nothing too much to write home about. Alex Perez also goes over. Uh, he's a young kid, 21. Good control, you know, love a good tool. He was pitching his brains out in A minus, love that. Uh, it looks to me like he's probably destined to be a reliever long-term. 65 fastball, 70 changeup. Slider is just not there. Uh, slider is only a 40 out of 40. So we're probably talking about a guy that's a long reliever, and maybe that's probably the height of his talent. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe a TCR will hit, and he gets a, a good good jump there. And then the toss-in outfielder that goes to um, St. Louis is... Chris Carcho, I believe I'm pronouncing Carbo. Chris Carbo. Chris Carbo is peculiar because he's a little bit older. He's 22 at the age of trade. He plays like everywhere. Uh, he's got a rating at first base, third base, left field, center field, and right field. What I love is he's got 70 outfield air, 80 outfield arm, and 55 outfield range. That's got all the makings of a 65 or 70 grade defensive right fielder. Uh, he's got 50 pop in the bat in terms of power, can run on the bases, can steal. Just can't put the bat on the ball. His contact's only a 35 potential. Uh, Carbo uh, did not make it out of the Cardinals. Uh, Carbo left the Cardinals. He was released last year. And now he is currently swinging the whole pine uh, in an independent league. So good for you, Chris Carbo. I hope that you're staying the West Side Wooly Mammoths. Uh, treats you right. I, I genuinely do, man. <laughs> uh, and that's that's what happened before the deadline. That's everything, guys. If you made it here, we are an hour and 15 minutes in to all of our deadline deals. And we haven't even gotten to the deadline. So the stove was clearly hot. And before we actually talk about what happened the day of, um, I just want to talk about some some trends I saw uh, a big thing. Obviously there's sure you guys have heard a ton of teams being thrown around. Uh, Alex, we know trades a ton. Uh, what I loved seeing was the Yankees completely retooling. I think that a lot of their trades were really equal, but I think a lot of the talent they got, we're not really going to see come to fruition for like another year or two. And then with their big free agent signings, they're looking at a potentially a playoff window in 2027, 2028, and 2029. It's awesome. Uh, I love seeing Ray out in Oakland. Oh my goodness. I think this is the most amount of trades Ray's made in a few seasons. Dude was throwing players around. And I think a lot of those trades will be really peculiar to see kind of where those guys go. Uh, I think the cash deals are always interesting. But that park is so unique. It's just massive. So those those doubles guys could really make a big difference. And just receiving five players in a package, it'll be interesting to see if one of them grows and develops to stand out. Um, other things to note, uh, Tyler and Boston only making really one trade. Intriguing. Uh, always, I think a lot of our GMs last season kind of saw that Boston was like 25 games ahead at the deadline. Uh, <laughs> and we really were like, maybe, maybe, maybe we don't give them more major league talent. Um, and seeing Baltimore, Brian kind of retool a ton of the stuff. Uh, I love seeing, 
Uh, the Cardinals just always competing, always retooling, always finding the right time to get prospects. And what was super interesting to me, kind of as the commissioner, I always love seeing trades because it really sparks interest going into a deadline or kind of seeing shifting changes throughout the league. Uh, This year we had an abnormally low number of trades up until the deadline. I think we only had about 15 trades going into the week of the deadline. And then the real life week of the deadline, we had 52 trades or something insane like that. Um, Just so many players moving And it's just always great to see. I love it. I love how active everybody was. And I love seeing where kind of the players end up and where they go. I think the most fun one, uh, all bias, is trading Luis Severino, Luis Severino, and then signing Luis Severino in the (laughs) offseason. It's like, hey, thanks, Luis Severino, man. I'll take you right back. Uh, That deal specifically looks like probably the biggest win-win deal that we'll see uh, between every team. I am going to break this up in two parts and I will go over the actual deadline day deals in part two. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, it's around the league and I appreciate each and every one of you guys that export every other day, every day and make this equally as fun for me as it is for you guys. So part two will be coming right immediately after this. And I hope you guys have a great night.